0: found it my fellows the american roadrunner podcast well i gotta tell you this is gonna be a good one this is part three of durango road it's been really busy here in the uh, flying marshall laboratory studios i'm telling you all this so you hold me to it i hired a coach two and a half days of actual freaking recording and we recorded the audible that is American Roadrunner, the book. Wow. What a freaking journey that was. Lucky for me, the book takes place over two and a half days. So I was able to just kind of emulate those two and a half days here in the little studio. And uh, big thanks out to my coach. Her name is uh, Nicole Valencia. She is a professional audiobook narrator. You can find her on Audible. And boy. What a freaking talent. I've learned so much, and my mouth and my voice really freaking hurts. So I'm excited about a really good product known as American Roadrunner, the Audible Book. Stay tuned for that, and we'll get that out soon enough. Today, sometimes in life, you just gotta go big or go home. So I went big when I was hanging out in Durango. I remember I was at the flat track races, and... I was hanging out with Dump Truck before uh, the ceremonies and he says, hey, you know, I want you to meet uh, this guy, John. I thought, okay, well, good to meet you, John. He goes, John's the reason uh, all this is going on. I thought, oh, well, in that case, it's really nice to meet you, John. John was kind enough to cruise over and tell us what it's all about. We all end up kind of hopping around to these motorcycle shows, and and John's been putting on shows for a very long time, and that includes the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. So, John cruised over, hung out in my dining room, and we had an awesome conversation about uh, Four Corners Motorcycle Rally, about the Vegas bike show he puts on, and about so much more. So... Just remember, everything that we do, it's got to come from somewhere. In a lot of cases lately, it comes from this man, John Oaks. That's J-O-H-N Oakes O-A-K-E-S. Enjoy the podcast. And as usual, feel free to uh, find me anywhere on social medias, American Roadrunner. Check out the website, www.americanroadrunnerthebook.com. And don't forget to check out the book just about anywhere. That includes Chop Cult, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, you name it. American Roadrunner, the book is available. Enjoy my fellows. Part 3, Durango Road. Because my road to Durango wasn't exciting enough, we've been blessed with some guy named John sitting here in my dining room, A.K.A. podcast recording studio at the Flying Marshall Laboratory. John Oaks, feel free to introduce yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so glad you made it over, man. This is quite a treat. It's uh, it's exciting to be here. Yeah, and, uh, I was pretty excited to find out that. You came to our event and we somehow, I think I ran past you, but we didn't get a chance to, to chat or connect then. So honored to have this opportunity to sit with you now and, uh, share some motorcycle road stories and four corner stories and whatever other story direction we go.
0: Well, you know, I'm, I'm really a big fan. I mean, I, I can't tell you how exciting it was to just kind of jump on the road, do 750 miles and, uh, hang out with all my friends in Durango. So did you, did you
1: come from Southern California? One day sit, or did you? Oh yeah, that?
0: yeah, no, yeah. It's just just one day. It was actually real nice. It got a little warm, and I had a storm going up right next to Flagstaff there. Yeah. So that kind of chilled me down a bit, which was real. Yeah. It was, yeah especially it was good, coming off
1: the desert, a little bit of wet oh, to cool, yeah. you, cool you, off, and oh, feel good. Oh, so
0: it was so nice. It was so nice just to relax. And seven hundred and fifty miles is the trouble. Is you lose an hour going that way? Yeah. But I've done that ride a handful of times. And so have so if you
1: if you've ridden around Durango in the Four Corners
0: area with oh, in yeah. the past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, i got a lot of friends who live up there, actually fellow Stampeders, okay. uh, the Jacks, which is pretty exciting. Our friend Dan, this month for his MC Shop Tees set out, is on the White Buffalo Motorcycle Shop, which uh, is right there in Durango, which is my buddy Jer and Willie Jack and uh, their dad. Ted, jack uh are there in town anyways just really good friends and really good people Uh, and they're yeah they're fellow stampeders we used to run that cross-country race together nice although i and i've had Jer on this podcast what twice and this uh one we're doing today will be a follow-up to my road to durango and all this squirrely shit i said i got to sit down with ted jerry and willie and nice. interview them. And these guys are just they just talk over each
1: other and i haven't they, heard that yet i'll have to it, go, go back and listen to it, those
0: yeah no it, it it's crazy um wonderful friends and wonderful wrenchers and wonderful riders nice uh they just ride like there's no tomorrow, but being up in
1: Durango, they only get to ride part of the year. Yeah, so not, it's not the luxury that some of us in Southern California or warmer Sunbelt yeah, state people get. I don't, get. Know. Yeah, I don't they, know how people do it, man. Right. Yeah, I guess you ski, snowboard, or freeze for uh, a third of the year. And you're from Missouri, aren't you? Yeah, I grew up in Missouri. I was actually born in Charleston, South Carolina, and grew up in Missouri and moved to Southern California 19 years ago. Right. Yeah, seventeen years ago. Are you older than nineteen, John? Because yeah, you look a little turn, young for turning turn nineteen this right, year. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Rounded off to twenty soon, but yeah, I've you know moved moved to Southern California seventeen years ago. Oh. When not on a plane, train, bus, or motorcycle, something somewhere in the world, I travel quite a bit for what I've done with a living, and I feel like I'm a flight risk to myself. So when I don't <laughs> need to travel, I will find a way to travel or go somewhere or do something. So oh, that's um, great it uh you have the the gypsy soul and an entrepreneurial mind so just keeps you rolling yeah
0: friends i was just talking about ted was very insistent that the four corners rally was his idea back in the 70s or something with the a bait people if you don't know i serve as local president here for local number 27 uh as president of local you know so i'm I'm a big a big guy so i guess the rally's gone through a few ups and downs in the last few years yeah
1: you know and I probably, in my current position, you know, with with Trevor Bird from Durango Harley-Davidson, him and I took over kind of the reins of, of operating, management, ownership, however you want to phrase it, with four corners. Right. And... You know, I probably need to do a deep dive into the history of, sure. you know, there's, but, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it and whoever's listening, somebody send me a message, DM me on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook and yell at me and tell me what the actual truth is because I have not, uh, done all of the research, you know, and that's at great. some point, you know, we'll put it into the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally Hall of Fame whenever we create that. Or if somebody wants to do it for us, just let me know and we'll help. But, uh, that's great. We, um you know 20, 20 i'll just say 20 something years ago 26 27 years ago right um you know as i understand it mike ben night and a couple of guys said hey let, let's get together and ride our motorcycles and you know and a lot of it was founded at that point through a bait and the efforts you know 20 whatever years ago right and the rally and again i'll paraphrase it his can it change hands a few times over the last twenty-something years? It went from that original group of guys that started it to you know one nonprofit to another nonprofit to a city right, to a this right. to a that to a private person. I feel like now's the time for stories, right? And kind of an interesting Absolutely. story that that I will tell. You know, leading into this crossroads for me coming into the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally, I about six years ago. I'd never heard of the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. It, it never—it was just an event that had never come across my personal radar, and my company, and a lot of what I've done in business is produce and be a part of producing music festivals and events, stuff that has absolutely nothing to do necessarily with motorcycles. Well, it's still cool stuff, but, so I think it ties and, in. <laughs> and, and I say that, and it had nothing to do with motorcycles, but we had—you know—we worked. You know, with Harley Davidson for a few years, um, with with them as a sponsor of some of our music festivals. We've worked with Yamaha and anybody uh, from the Yamaha team that may or may not listen to this. I'll tell a fun story that'll kind of lead in and connect the please, dots to my, my Four Corners journey. We and this was, this was about I'm going to say six years ago. Um, we put together a sponsorship deal with Yamaha, and they were going to give away one of their bikes, one of the uh, bolts at the end of the tour, and you know we had 30 something cities across the united states we were stopping you know
0: and this was with a band i'm and, sorry we with a, bu-
1: a bunch bunch of bands my company oh, okay. produced a, you know and alternative okay, rock active show. rock music okay, festival cool. and we had 10 12 bands we'd go to 30 different cities in 50 something days and we had a sponsorship deal with yamaha and in the deal with yamaha we had put together you know of kind of managing part of their activation we would haul the display motorcycle from city to city behind one of our tour buses. Okay. Uh, conveniently, that trailer had uh, wheel chocks for four bikes, nice. and we only needed to haul one uh, Yamaha bike. So, uh, two good friends of mine and guys that I worked with, Andy and Strati, we brought their personal bikes. Perfect. My bike. Perfect. And so we're you know traveling across the land, working in thirty some odd cities over fifty something days doing our do you know our obligation to yamaha bringing their motorcycle to and from every city we just happen to uh, have enough space to include our own um so i've found ways you know throughout the years whatever i'm doing to try uh as much as possible to include you know my own personal motorcycle or access to bikes you know um as i travel doing different things whether i'm on my bike, or if I'm a trailer queen putting it in a semi truck <laughs> because I have to take it to work, sure, sure, you know, sure. or whatever it is. Um, I just, you know, you know, made a significant effort over the years to be able to bring my bike with me um, or a motorcycle as often as possible. And um, as I advance the story and talk about four corners, I had gotten to a point in my career where I was doing more and more and the motorcycle industry producing events and races and working with the unknown industries guys and, you know, and doing various things and wanted to start a motorcycle focused event that had music and didn't know where it was going to happen. I just know like the intention was set. I'm going to do this. My partners and I are going to do this. Um, and so I started research. I started looking at places that, you know, had a, you know, an active, thriving motorcycle community, but maybe we're a little underserved in the event side of things. Okay. Um, and really, you know, kind of cast a whole net over across the United States and then settled to somewhere, you know, somewhere in the Southwest, right? Whether it be in California or, or across, you know, the Southwest. Right. And in that process, just started to do a little bit of due diligence on where would we host the event and that right. could be you know somewhere with great riding somewhere that's scenic somewhere that's close enough but not in the heart of you know like a metropolis and you know just going through the different processes of what we would do to locate an event right and we started um you know kind of narrowing it down and and I'm having conversations with friends of mine, and I'm sitting on the f- the, the front lounge of my the, the tour bus on the music festival with my motorcycle and the Yamaha bikes behind <laughs> me, right? Same, yeah. And I'm sitting with a guy that that works for uh, Live Nation, um, and saying, you know, just kind of the way I describe this, I'm looking for somewhere to have this motorcycle event. I want to have music, I want to have camping, and I want to have motorcycles in the middle of it, right? And he says to me, you should look into the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally um i've heard there's been some ownership change or something my my brother's uncle's cousin's aunt you know said some story yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and so the i was in albuquerque new mexico sitting in the front lounge of my tour bus and this particular guy looks after uh phoenix arizona and albuquerque are like kind of the two major markets yeah. that live nation has amphitheaters places for music and he says you should look into it and i had never heard of the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally before.
0: Yeah, I'm in
1: the middle of researching a place, you know, th- you know that I want to have an event, and I put it in my calendar at two o'clock on Thursday afternoon every week, fifty two weeks out of the year, to remind myself to research the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. For sure, and <laughs> and I and I, I put it in my calendar, and I and then shortly after that, like we finished, you know, that event series, and we. You know, it, it kind of met some, like, I'll call it friction with Mammoth and a couple of these other places that I was looking for. And then we settled on, you know, kind of what was, was easy to execute was working with Live Nation in Southern California in San Bernardino at the Glen Helen Amphitheater, Blockbuster Pavilion, whatever you want to call it yeah, out yeah. here. Oh, it's Sa- gone so well. Many, yeah. well Amphitheater, all the different, great, like, sponsorship change, changes there. And so in twenty. 2015 we had the four or the almost called it four corners uh lost highway motorcycle show and concert okay yeah, yeah one yeah. day show on saturday with camping on friday night camping on saturday night um and and you know we we booked social distortion and toby keith and a, a whole bunch of different Two bands good ones yeah i remember you, that one but but a bunch of bands that shouldn't play the same concert together. Okay. You know, but if you throw a <laughs> motor. Yeah, but if you throw a mo- Like, Toby Keith and Social D should not be on the same show. Right. But if you put them on different stages and you put, you know, Eagles of Death Metal in this band and that band and just make the whole thing like, you know, band soup. with, right. with You know, kind of something that was just interesting for different, you know, ultimately different demographics of people. And and we put on a big show, a bunch of vendors, and and we did that. Did it work? I it mean, was awesome. We had twenty yeah. something thousand people show up the first year. Wow. And wow. then, and then as we you know we had a few thousand people camp with us, had a great time, awesome show. But that really like satiated my need to produce a motorcycle event. Okay. And but. I kept that reminder for some reason, that reminder every week, every <laughs> Thursday afternoon for years went off on my phone saying, research the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. And I'd never really quickly after that, Like I never went down the rabbit hole, but I never eliminated the reminder from my phone, which is unusual for me because I'm overwhelmed with communication and input. Oh, I don't yeah. let things linger, you know, and I and I just never cleaned it out. There was some reason that I let it sit there. And then, you know, so I advanced like 2015, 2016, we ran Lost Highway and then, you know, got into a change after the first two years of having that event, um, you know, through some details, decided that it wasn't reasonable to do it again in twenty seventeen, started to make efforts, um, you know, and I'm still actively working on it now. I wanted to move the event up to Big Bear okay. and have the event in Big Bear. Um and as I advanced through that, we so going back to 2017, friend of mine that was a minority partner and general manager of a couple of Harley Davidson dealerships down in Texas, Trevor Bird.
0: Oh.
1: Um, he had worked at these dealerships for years, and an opportunity came up for him to buy Durango Harley Davidson. He up, oh. uproots his family, yeah. moves his family from. Cal- or Texas where he had lived his entire life and moves to Durango Colorado that's a big step and he, he sends me an email at like 9.36 at night uh, in 2017 and says I want to talk to you about the Four Corners motorcycle rally <laughs> and I there was this kind of this like serendipitous, serendipitous moment yeah. right where I'm like no fucking shit like this has been in my <laughs> calendar for years at this point to research the Four Corners motorcycle rally and sometimes I fall victim to receiving too many emails and I don't respond real quickly and I, I I think I read this email within four minutes of him sending it and I called immediately like was on the phone with him at nine something at night he had just putting his kids to bed you know it's an hour earlier there mountain yeah time. Yeah, yeah, yeah just relocated his family and like <sighs> what do you need to talk to me about like i have to talk to you about this right now and him and i get into this bubble of communication about what are we going to do and how's it going to go and right. the event i guess that previous year whoever the independent individual that was operating the event just couldn't make it happen anymore, like didn't have the financial means or those problems, whatever, whatever the details were.
0: Right, right. And
1: so we were able to, in 2017, you know, take over the management, ownership, operations, bought the website, bought the Facebook, so on and so forth. And sure. then we became, uh, I guess, ultimately the owners, curators, producers, you know, janitor and firefighters for the Four Corners <laughs>
0: Motorcycle Rally. Well, and it's a big show. And I think for people who are listening who haven't, who haven't taken the time to go to it. It's very exciting how it's all over the place. There's one thing happening here, and then one thing happening here, and then there's a hill climb, and then there's a bike show, and then there's all these very exciting things going on all over town, and it's nice to hop all over town. You don't need a helmet in Colorado, which is kind of nice, too, if you just want to hop around. That's Yeah. But whatever you're comfortable with, Mr. and Mrs. audience. uh, Yeah. And it's nice to get around. I mean, there was a few problems. You know, namely, you had some guy named Dump Truck doing a bunch of. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. My, dump Dump's a good
1: love, 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 love Bug Dump Truck. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is where we get to, this is where we get to that part where I say, are, are you aware, like, how much care and effort and energy he puts into that damn Harley? Oh, <laughs> man.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 so it's such. It, I, it, uh, it warms it warms my heart that um, we were able to make that happen with him in, in Dump Truck and maybe that's a good you know kind of connection point you know to to, to bring uh, old Dumpy into the story right we, that's a good idea um, man I, can I tell a Dump Truck story can I tell like oh I've man, got I'm, a hundred I'm, of them I, I, I wish I could tell like, I feel <laughs> yeah, like I'm tra- in this like origin story thing where I'm talking <laughs> about like my origin in the story with the Four Corners motorcycle rally you bring up Dump Truck so I have to tell please, like, my please. Dump Truck story I had Oh, man and I got to remember what year it was I'm going to say two, it was 2000 and f- I'm going to say 15 um four maybe five years ago maybe it was 2014 I would never met Dump Truck before mutual friend of mine guy that I've worked with for years does a text intro of hey oaks you should meet this guy Dump Truck and I'm like well that's a fucking <laughs> interesting name like of course I want to meet the guy Dump Truck right right and and him and I some series like a couple of text messages and then we get on the phone and I'm like hey this guy like trusted mutual friend says we should meet I live in Southern California. Where do you live? He lives in Long Beach. I'm like, hey, do you ride motorcycles by chance? Like total blind biker date, right? And I have no idea if he rides motorcycles or not. Right, right. And he says, yes, right? I ride motorcycles, um, but I don't have a bike right now. And I'm like, well- this Sunday, I'm riding down to Del Mar, and I'm going to ro- Roland Sands and Brian Bell are putting on this flat track race in Del Mar. Let's let's go. And he goes, well, that's a coincidence. Sunday is my birthday. And I'm like, well, for your birthday, here's what you're going to do. Get to my house. Uh, my friend Andy... Um, has his motorcycle in my garage because it's left over from the Yamaha trailer but, yeah, from the, the tour right. that ended and it hadn't gotten back to his place in Michigan yet. Right. And Andy, thanks for letting Dump truck ride your bike. I don't know if I asked for permission sucker but I it afterwards. <laughs> so dump truck and and I ride down to the, the return to Del Mar, Roland Sands, Brian Bell, Ivy League flat track race. Yeah. And that was the first time we ever met. Yeah. Came over to my house, we got on bikes, and we rode down to San Diego and went to motorcycle racing. That's cool. And and so we Dump truck that first year, Lost Highway was our MC, you know, at Lost Highway. We've worked together with races and different, all kinds of different events and shows that my company's put on. Um, Dump truck's been a part of ev- everything reasonably possible that could happen. It's a good and, idea. And earlier this year, You know, we we were in a a a position where we're we're talking about four corners, and I now when I talk about four corners, I tell people it's like I want to work on this event until the day I die. I want to work on it. I want dump truck, and I said to dump truck, dump truck, I want you to work on four corners with us for the next twenty years. But dump truck, respectfully, is like the. He's the the gypsy biker friend of mine that wants to ride and go everywhere. Right. But in the last couple of years, it's just been a rough beat with the bikes that he's had. Like oh, he's broken yeah. down and this issue and oh, that yeah. issue. So we, we were able to work out uh and surprise Dump Truck uh, down at, one. and and this is is important for me as I tell the story, down at Del Mar, when my company was running a race. So years later, we're running a race at Del Mar and we surprised him with, a brand-new Harley-Davidson motorcycle in the the middle, at the beginning of the race ceremony. So we worked with Quaid Harley-Davidson and Four Corners to be able to, you know, sponsor Dump Truck with a brand-new Softail.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. That's a really big one. So we stop, and I go, you know, the speed limit's 45. He goes, you know, Dump Truck, you're 45. You know, whatever he says, some kind of... (laughs) Yeah. and, And I go, you know, you're doing 40. You know, he's like, you're 40. Okay. So he's really... He's like, we're just going to cruise. Okay. Let's go dump. You know, so yeah. we just have a nice cruise for 20, 30 miles. I think that was up north. And then when we ran into him in Durango, he's like, okay, I think the motor's broken. Let's see how fast we can go. <laughs> <So laughs> <he> takes <laughs> off and finally he's, you know, doing a few miles an hour over the speed limit. I thought, well, good for him. But yeah. It's got, I know. It's got a
1: couple breaking miles on it now.
0: And I think everybody has a good dump truck story. He really is that good of a guy. And I don't remember where I think I met him. I just met him less than a year ago, you yeah. know, and, and, and it's great to hang out or chat or solve the world's problems, you know, and just, just have a good time. Yeah. Uh We're both very creative people. He's done a lot more media than I have with, you know, radio commercials. And have you seen some of the videos he's done, he's yeah, done yeah, some yeah, really, yeah. that he's edited and put together himself? Yeah, he's he's, he's definitely impressive. like evol-
1: evolving, like his, uh, multimedia set. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: It's really big. So, I mean, good for you for having him on your side. And it was really nice to hang out in Durango and see him a few times. He took us into that one. Was it the El Rancho?
1: <laughs> oh, we did the care. The, we're there for the, the karaoke. karaoke? Oh, man. oh, man. Run, run, Josh Runlett. Shout out to Josh Runlett. We, um, I can't remember where it was. It might have been, I think it was up in Big Bear. We did a ride, a group ride. Yeah. Of yeah people yeah. up to Big Bear and Josh Runlett. Man, we were staying the night up there. And he, and he, he was, I don't know, 15 beers in and <laughs> we were at this bar, some bar up in Big Bear. And I think I'm telling the story right. And he gets on the microphone and just slays it with karaoke. And we're like, <laughs> I mean, you need to be on American Idol and not wrenching He's on good, motors, right? you know, and good? like just going for it. And then some, somewhere along the line, we were, you know, kind of putting together this, you know, laundry list of activities and things like what can we do to make you know four corners you know more interesting and have like like you said at the beginning something going on here and something going on here and something going on here and what are we and, and really the conversation was well the race is going to be over at like nine something o'clock on saturday night what are we doing after that and we're like let's let's trevor and i were on a late night phone call like coming up with all these different ideas and dump truck everybody's contributing ideas and we're like let's get runlet. To host karaoke <laughs> because he, you know, and, and it would just be great. At the oh, of all places. And, and and that particular bar, you know, Trevor and I are at like nine or ten o'clock at night, like yapping through these different ideas, and he's like, I'm just I'm gonna call the owner right now. Like he knows the guy Chip that owns the bar okay. and gets on the phone. He's like, Sure, whatever you guys wanna do. You wanna have karaoke on on Saturday night? He goes, I'll make sure I get the karaoke. I'm not really not a karaoke happen. bar and I don't normally do that. But um, And then, you know, so we, and then we, and then I called Josh the next day and told Josh that he was hosting the carry and he was pumped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Anyway, that was, that was fun.
0: No, and that was good. uh, uh, And, you know, Dump Truck's just Mr. Party and Mr. I think we kept up with him for like an hour and I just sent him a text. Hey, we're taking off, man. Like you you enjoy rocking out. He was just having so much fun karaoke and, and, and it's nice to have a real MC that does stuff. And it's nice to have an MC that has a good voice too, you yeah. know, and I, I really, I mean, his voice kind of cuts through everything. So it's real easy to hear what he's saying, what he's doing, where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh, good for you. He's, uh, he's certainly one of my, one of my favorite people these days. Nice. And, uh, you know, he's done a lot of good stuff and congrats on getting him that motorcycle. Man, that thing's sweet and he's yeah. just loving every square inch of it. And it's kind of funny to be cruising next to him on my clapped out old choppers and shit. <laughs> that thing's all shiny he's and got pretty. The shiny
1: m8 soft tail yeah yeah and he's just he's just living in it just loving it up having yeah. a good time shout, shout out to brandon quaid and quaid harley davidson for being able to make that happen with us it was a really special uh special moment and um you know we're, we're gonna put down many miles together with that and uh we're getting ready to do that next week. He's going to be in Vegas with us. We have Vegas Bike Fest next week, and right, he's right, a, he's a part of that with us. So, uh, what are the
0: dates on Vegas Bike Week?
1: Fest? October third, Thursday, October third through Sunday, October sixth. So four cool. days in a row: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Very cool. Yeah, we're doing a. I feel like I'm doing a good job the last couple of years, like taking over uh, old motorcycle events and kind of putting our stamp and fresh refreshing them up a little bit with four corners. We're really excited about that, and we became partners with the team over at convex that has been producing vegas bike Fest for the last 19 years uh this year is our our company's first time uh first year working with them um to help you know push uh, a little bit of fun and change i guess you would say right into that event so we've added uh two nights of hooligan racing we have thursday and friday night in downtown old like fremont area of of vegas flat track racing downtown on thursday thursday and friday night And then, you know, we have the Moonshine Bandits playing Friday. We have um, Steel Panther on Saturday night, which is one of the just ridiculous, fun party band, you know, Uh to enjoy. And then um, we're working with Jeff Holt and B-Twin Visionary to customize a street glide. And we're giving away a street glide Saturday night uh with the
0: you guys are just giving motorcycles away left and right <laughs> you know
1: we gave away two at two at four Holy corners heck, we're giving you know away these away are one. motorcycles Vegas, right yeah. they've got wheels engines are kind of a big deal yeah i mean so good for you yeah it makes it it's a fun part of what we do and it's always fun you know talk about giving away bikes and i've been fortunate enough like with the events we've given away a handful of bikes and it's always fun to give away the bike but it's always better when the person that wins the bike is really excited about the bike and and i feel like some, it's a no,
0: flip wait a minute point. wait a minute wait a minute you've given away bikes and someone's you know not excited
1: I'm, I'm gonna tell another story and there's gonna be some <laughs> yeah. people that remain nameless like we were <laughs> uh a that. good friend of mine and i were standing on stage in front of thousands of people in this particular bike giveaway um you know we had narrowed it down to four people right and we give people four different envelopes you know it's got a set of keys some rocks uh something else like chewing gum whatever it was and then one of them's got the keys to the bike and they're on stage in front of thousands of people you know and and one of them are going to get the keys to the bike and be able to win the bike and my my friend that i'm on stage with and we're we're kind of pre-gaming before we go out in front of the crowd to do the bike giveaway and we turn to each other and say man are these four people if that guy wins, I'm gonna be pumped. If that guy <laughs> wins, I'm gonna be pumped. If that guy wins, he's gonna love this motorcycle. Fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> That's always one in
1: the if, group. Yeah. If that guy wins, oh. I'm gonna be pissed. That guy fucking won the bike. You know. Um, oh oh so, man. Anyway, every you, you win some, you lose some, and you always hope that you know whoever that Jeff and I and Danny from uh, Motor Witch, and when we're standing on stage, you know next Saturday. Um, october 5th yeah. and we give away that bike i sure hope that it's somebody that we we want and they want to win that bike and not somebody's grandmother that just happened to come to the show because some <laughs> other reason and Amen. anyway so um yeah that's a it's always fun but more about durango where so when you rode out you you, you cruised out 750 miles yeah and then yeah, you got you there with your 12, friends.
0: Twelve hours, maybe whatever it is. It's funny because when they come this way, you know they gain an hour, so yeah. they can wake up, leave at eight, and that's always a joke. I know Chopper Charlie and I. I've, people have heard me mention it, but Chopper Charlie will say, "If you're going anywhere and it's more than five hundred miles, you got to leave at four a.m. That's the only way you're going to get there." And I'm like, "Fuck your four a.m., Charlie!" But yeah. you know, but he knows. I mean, he's he's traveled a lot and. So I just wake up at six, try to leave by seven, and try to get there. And I, I kind of mentioned it on the road show, but it got real scary pulling in because I got in Cortez and oh, I got a little fuel. I got a little fuel, and my back wouldn't start. Oh. And I thought, well, that's weird. So I. Luckily, the gas station was on a bit of a hill, so I bumped it. This is my old cop chop, the one I've raced across country several times that my book's written about. It's in that picture up there. That, yep. Uh, that bow, That's actually the Bow Monster original to my book. That's the original uh, etching. If you're familiar with Bow Monster's artwork, he does the etching. Nice. I start going down the road, and there's only, that bike has no speedometer, no other indicators, except I've got a nice little $2.95. Uh, light bar telling me what what my electrical is doing and none of the lights are lit up it's at the bottom i'm not generating any electricity so i turned my headlight off and cortez durango is what 45 miles i don't even know give or take and you're close i'm close so i'm like screw it i'm just going to twist throttle well the sun's going down
1: yeah (laughs) Oh, see, so uh, no headlight. No headlight. You're losing sun.
0: The sun's. It got way dark before. Yeah. I mean, it was already lowland light. You know, the dark sun was already there. down. It's yeah, the,
1: even with a full moon, it's dark.
0: And it, the problem isn't going straight. Like if the car in front of you is doing a good sixty, and you got half a minute, whatever, to match up the speed, it's a left and the right, and the slow down and the speed up. When you got no headlight, it's hard to gauge. You know what what exactly is going on? Yeah. Depth perception. Uh, is the it. depth perception was just horrific. So I got, to, I took the flashlight in my left hand, and I could hold it and see the reflection off the, off the center divider. So I just stayed X amount of feet from that. I oh, tried, so you,
1: you ran from Cortez to Durango. No electricity. We're holding the flashlight. Hold the flashlight. And no electricity. <laughs> yeah. As the sun setting down, as the sun. Do- dodging deer and dodging deer. Oh
0: yeah. So the deer thing, I just. So our friend Villardi, that I think that's how I think it was a comment on your post. You know, I said something about Velardi. So Velardi goes to church like every day. Yeah. And so that's always my prayer. Dear Lord, I know I don't go to church, but my dear brother, fellow Stampede family brother, Velardi does. So please let that count and let me not die with all the deer out here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Velardi's ran into gosh, three deer, I think, or something. Oh, my me goodness. Know. I yeah. mean, he keeps, you know, and he's gotten through it. So. And you know what? Uh, by the grace of God or the grace of the universe or the force or whatever you want to yeah. call it, the answer is I made it. But boy, it was, it was really hellish being on a motorcycle with no shocks, <laughs> trying to keep up with traffic. At one point, some guy almost made a left turn right in front of me. I remember. On a, and he, he with stopped the,
1: with the flashlight. Yeah, yeah. He
0: just, the flashlight. I do have extra reflectors on that bike and that, that helps. So. Yeah, I hung out with the Jacks and uh, a bunch of other people joined us. Velardi, of course, and they were all excited to do all their racing. <laughs> and the first day I was there, I had to rip my bike apart in the garage. So I was there like eight hours. And what of course, was, what was
1: your electrical problem?
0: Yeah, the whole stator fried. Oh wow! And we literally lit it up to test it. You Jared got, and I, we're you got time for gra- a mile ride? And yeah, gave it, up. it just lit on fire, and that. So that's the second engine I've put in that bike. The first engine I rebuilt three different times and, you know, you only get forty, fifty thousand 50,000 miles out of a build on them. Yeah. You know, maybe 20 sometimes, 30, um, with how hard they end up running, you know, but those old KZ 1000 engines are really, really quite good, but I just got to where I needed a new engine. So that engine I've only done 10 or 15, uh, uh probably only 10,000 miles on. And yeah, the stator gave out and it was just sitting there smoking. Luckily for me the jacks had another kz 1000 that they blew the head on oh, 6 months were, ago. They were ready for you. Yeah, so I just so Jared took that one off and I'm taking mine off and of course Jared goes, "I win." I go, "You win what?" He goes, "I I got this I got this off faster than you, than you did. Hey, honey, look, I beat Bob at motorcycle. Oh God, <laughs> you guys are nuts, you know. And and they're going, well, it's hot. We got to hurry up and get all this work done. I mean, I needed a new back tire. Somehow, my back tire sprung a leak and wore out to nothing. And. I needed a few other things. And I'm going, guys, it's only 85 degrees. They're like, yeah, it's hot as hell, man. We're going to melt. Like, let's get inside. It's only 85. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm loving it. So I had my back up there for eight hours. And while I'm there, uh, you know, Danger Dan, he rolled up because they had his back sitting there, his race back. Somehow it had been sitting there for two weeks or something. Uh, and that was great because he brought his wife and kids. So we all hung out. Then, my fellows next week part two of this interview with the infamous John Oakes. don't forget to check out the book American Roadrunner find it anywhere check out the website AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com Instagram Facebook Twitter we're hanging out on all of them this has been your host Bob Marshall music by meek American Roadrunner Podcast.